Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Hey, what is going on, King Jesus? We're continuing it. Uh, each installment is stands alone. You could just tune in for this one, but cohesively together they connect and they paint a beautiful picture. Last week was there is only one supreme king, King Jesus. Now me, I'm in leadership here at City Life, but I'm not the supreme leader. (laughs) I'm not supreme leader snook, Star Wars people. I'm not the supreme leader. Supreme is ultimate. It's above, it's higher. Supreme's not just the gear that you can kind of have, you know, the knockoff and you put the sticker on and it looks like, yo, that's supreme. Or you got to check the tag and you don't even realize someone's wearing a $300 shirt. Like not that kind of supreme. Supreme meaning over the universe, King Jesus the preeminent one, the center to our lives. Man, I'm grateful for King Jesus. And then today we're continuing that that theme, the king and the kingdom in the message is titled, the kingdom has come and will one day be on full display. The kingdom has come and will one day be on full display. It is super humbling when you're driving and you kind of zone out, maybe you're not paying attention, you look up and maybe there's a car, you're gonna change lanes, there's somebody over there, you don't see somebody on a bike, and you have that near moment, or you look at your phone and you shouldn't. I had a moment I was driving in the country, about 60 miles an hour, and then I blow past a stop sign. And I'm like, I'm still here. At 60, blowing past a stop sign, super humbling. I didn't see it. I was kind of zoned out looking at the trees because when we're driving, where we're looking and how we're looking is important. When we think of clinically journeying or driving in the season, where we're looking and how we're looking is very important. Philippians 1.27 is a prayer here. I want to be etched in our souls. I mean, for us, period, like in the depths of you and I, us as a community at City Life, in this region and in this world. Philippians 1.27 says, just one thing, just one thing. As citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or am absent, I will hear about you that you are standing firm in one spirit, in one accord, contending together for the faith of the gospel, of the good news. Like if, if Jesus was to come back today, would he find us contending together in one good news? Would he find us standing firm in the truth? Would he find us in one spirit? Would he find us representing as citizens of heaven? I think we know the answer to that question. If we're optimist, maybe the answer is just maybe. But if we're realists, we would say no. And if we're pessimists, We've already blamed somebody else. (laughs) Let's pray that passage. Father, I pray that we would be citizens of you. 
we would live our life worthy of you. And that whenever anyone comes, leaders in our supreme leader, you, that people will hear and see us standing firm in one spirit, your spirit, one accord, one, your truth, contending, sticking up for each other. In the miracle of heaven on this journey that we're driving, we're figuring out how to navigate. We wanna see you clearly so we know when to stop, we know when to go and we're at the right speed limit and we know when we need to pull over to just look, listen, or take a bathroom break. In Jesus' name, amen. The kingdom has come and will one day be on full display. Let's take a little recap. Let's rewind last week. Uh, Christus victor, Christ is victorious. That's the statement. We are justified by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. There's two categories primarily that the gospel, the good news, the King Jesus, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God threatens. And those two areas are number one, politically, and number two, religious. Those structures that, the reason those structures would be threatened because now it tests the power structure. There's a new person in charge. There's somebody who's gonna run and rule everything. And that's hard because now that requires we have to submit. Rewinding, you can be a Democrat or Republican and independent, but we can't be um, um, de- like against because Romans 13 calls us to submit. But submission is not permission to blindly follow. Submission is not agreement, it's not obedience, and it's not a negative. But it's a posture of the heart that we know who is in control, King Jesus. And then there's times we don't submit. Number one, unbiblically or if it's too unlawfully. And that's why it's really important to know what is the basic instructions before leaving earth. That's not what the Bible means, but just a fun acronym. And two, if something's unlawful, but we have to know what that is in light of who Jesus is. So we have, and it's not practice that makes perfect, it's perfect practice. And we need teaching and develop that. And we wanna get our household in order. So it first starts with us. If, you, if me and you profess faith in Jesus, here's the hard part. He's not coming to judge the world first. He's coming to judge us. And we're judged as people who are already covered. So there's no condemnation, but we're not judged as if we can't be corrected. And we want to please him. Um, yeah, just amazing. Four areas that most of us make, uh, make our political choices or in a biblical worldview would be one, justice, two, poor, three, life, four, marriage. But both parties, primarily the both party options we have in our country, um, Democrat and Republican, those, those, both parties have viewpoints on that. How does somebody vote? Because this causes tension in the body of Christ. You see somebody, you're like, why would they vote that certain way? Or however, uh, a person, uh, uh, someone might vote one based on the person, the candidate they like. They just, I don't know, I just like that person. Or number two, they might base on a party which has strategic worldview in governing economic uh, structures that play out in our country or the world. And then three, it could be certain policies. Just this policy is very, very important to me. And the number four could just be, this is the one we gotta watch out for, peer pressure. Because then we're, we're creating bullying. And I think a good question for us to ask, we're still rewinding right now, going back in the last week, is it clear? I think we would all say there's not enough clarity And we know anytime there's not clarity, the author of confusion is the enemy. So then we have to 
look through, look past, get past the fog and find ourselves looking with a mirror, not a magnifying glass, a mirror with our candidates, a mirror with Christ and ourselves and looking at who Jesus is. And then as disciples, we need to calibrate it's just like when you're eating sushi rolls. If you've never ate sushi, they got the little ginger in the corner. I had no clue what it was or what it meant to cleanse your palate, to, to reset your mouth, to then go to the next taste test. And as you reset, you kind of get it all back in, in right proper order so you can get all the flavor notes. We need to reset and get all the flavor notes of who Jesus is as disciples. We want to know more about Christ than our candidate. We, believe our can- we, we, don't want, we don't believe our candidates will preserve the church. We believe Jesus will preserve the church. We believe he will build the church. And then praise God if there's candidates that will fall in light of that. But, but, but God's been doing this a long time. And we got to remember that because as people, we long for control. We long to see it happen in our lifetime. And those type of ideas and mistakes cause us to be on the wrong side of history because either we're thinking Jesus is going to come back right today. I mean, it's been going on for a long time. And, or, and then we're not making decisions too uh, for forever, but also we need to live with urgency. So some helpful tips we looked at last week. Are you still, you know, still with us, still with us right now? Um, we can't assume motives. We need to ask helpful questions like, do I have all the facts? And then out of that, uh, start to make uh, decisions and freedom. God gives us the ability to go that. And there's two ways that we'll, as a, as a team here, think about it. Number one, individually, there's individual freedom. But then there's together. When we come together, our individual preferences and secondary doctrines, they start to go in the distance. But this is hard when we bring them at the forefront. We do things together and City Life is doing amazing things together. All right, new message. Let's change energy. Eat some ginger in the corner. If you know how to use chopsticks, you hold it. And I've gotten pretty good at it. And... Uh, Grab a piece of ginger. Holy Spirit, reset us right now for what you want to do today and new. We surrender and we say yes to who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. So when we're driving, there's many different ways you can take to your particular destination. But when you get to a specific destination, there's only one address. Is it left, right? Is it right, wrong? Well, sometimes those aren't synonymous. Is it Democrat, Republican? Is it independent? Is it anarchy? Is it capitalism? Is it socialism? And sometimes gets minimized to a color, red, blue. Well, red plus blue is what we're saying this month more than ever, equals purple, which is royalty. And we look at our king and we look at how our kingdom flows. When we get to the booth and we see that there's going to either be two candidates that win. But when we look at the kingdom of heaven, there's only one option. But everybody can come. But everyone will be confronted with that address. Is he home or isn't he? But we got to walk through the door. So there's only one option when we're thinking of Jesus. John 17, 16 reminds us, they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Like, does it get more? I don't, they're not of the world. And what Jesus is saying there is everyone who's in him, they're not going to fit it. They're not going to fully belong. 
They're never going to be fully vested in any structure besides his. Now, they'll be fully vested in all structures because they're pleasing him and they'll be carrying the kingdom into whatever structure, but they'll never look at any structure as the king or the kingdom. But it's a reflection of the structure that the king has already come and that we're putting on display the kingdom. But one day it will be on full display. It will happen. But it's very important for us to remember, we are not of this world. There were stickers back in the day that Christians would have. It was N-O-T-W. People put it, people even got tats. I'm not of this world. Now, that's not an excuse for not us to be engaged in this world. We want to be the most engaged. We believe God created this world. All the people are possessions in this world. Everything has beauty and purpose, but in its proper order, it helps us understand the reason we don't fit in, the reason it's not left or right, that there's more options, there's third ways, there's the middle. But there's only one way when we're talking king and kingdom, and that's Jesus. And we will never fit in because we're not of this world. So today, let's look at five highlights of our kingdom. If we're thinking, you know, highlights, bite size, uh, everything's either a TikTok, a quick video, and does it grab our attention? And I fall victim to this, you know, scroll and move on. And I can't watch an hour video anymore. And, and, and I just want to see the clips. And some of us, we check out in church so quick too. We're like, I don't know. I can't connect through the screen and, and, and all these things because we're we're becoming products of this microwave society. We're becoming cooked at a, at a temperature and a rate that we were never supposed to. But in the spirit of the highlights, we'll give a few highlights today, but do not think that the kingdom is minimized to a few highlights. It is the light. It is everything. It is happening always, every area, every sphere, 24-7, 365. The king and his kingdom exists everywhere. But... Let's go five highlights of our kingdom. Number one, Usa, we are citizens of a kingdom that will never be defeated. We are citizens of a kingdom that will never be defeated. We're already on the winning team. He won. Tetelestai, it is finished. The veil's torn. There's no more temple. There's no more separation between God and man because of the God-man, Jesus. He's the mediator, the bridge, the supreme king that he also calls us friend. Sends us his spirit to be our comforter, counselor. Help us in any need we have, giving us perspective, showing us who Jesus is, where when we read scriptures, they're no longer just words on paper, but they become alive because they're, they're, they're 3D, they're, it's augmentation of reality. You, you see textures and colors and these, the word of God, we're citizens of a kingdom that will never be defeated. And that's the prayer in Philippians 1. Just one thing, as citizens of where? Heaven. When we put our faith in Jesus, we're citizens of another place. And when I've had, I have family um, that's in Canada and we'd cross the border right there in Port Huron in Sarnia and going across the border, talk about your hearts beating through your chest. Jeez, oh, Pete's, their job is to find out if you're a threat, obviously, because it's of national border importance. Some of our issues, they're not national border importance. Some of them are like our street importance. There may be city, their county, state. But when it comes to national border stuff, like is there many ways to God? No. That's a national border. Now, no, we need to double talk on this one. And then there's, you know, a global issue where, where uh, I saw a seed bank in, 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 in these frozen parts of the world because 
as humans, we've created awesome things. Our technology has advanced so far, but we have nuclear power that can light a city. And now we're unlock, you know, unlocking that fusion power. But that nuclear power is also uh, their, their, their tools and strategies to, to, to be used as protection for your country. When you stop and think about it, that, that a bunch of humans could have a bad day and it wouldn't, I'm over dumbifying it, but that we could all hit five nukes destroy the planet. And if you had to destroy the planet, there's a seed bank that's separated from everybody where all of the nations send their seed if you had to get new seeds. And because um, that's, of, that's of global importance. <laughs> We're protecting the crops is of global. So we can all agree there because we have to find out where we can agree and then we flow from there. But when you're crossing the border in Canada, they grill you and they check you because where, uh, who are you, where are you a citizen of? Where are you going? State your purpose. What's going on? You and me, friends, when we're crossing the border of anything we go, we are citizens of heaven. And it's very important we remember that. I'm not a citizen of just Michigan first in the United States, which is beautiful. It is okay to be patriotic. We'll talk about that in a moment. But I am a citizen of heaven. And so I remember that everywhere I'm going, that's my address. That's what I think about. And I'm not of this world. So I'm living my life worthy of that gospel. That's the whole point in, in Philippians 1.27. I'm trying to live my life worthy of what Jesus did. And that means my Facebook posts look differently. That means my prayer, my conversations, and we got to call each other higher, of course, create safe spaces, hug and cry. But my God, the cause of Christ is greater, you know? And that's what we need to hear too. We need to see some living legends. And at City Life, uh, if you haven't watched Free Burma Rangers yet, go do yourself a favor. Google Free Burma Rangers. We're looking at heroes that teach us in the Bible with the King Jesus guide. Heroes that can teach us living legends that point us to how Jesus thinks and operates so that we can have perfect practice reps so we can be in one spirit. We're on one planet with one God and one King. Number two, highlight, we tune in first to what God's kingdom is doing. What station? What station? Check the news. What station? We tune in first to what God's kingdom is doing. Matthew 6, tells us that, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be provided for you. When I'm hurt, angry, disappointed, the last thing I always wanna do is tune in first to what God's thinking and how he's operating. In those moments, it's not necessarily kingdom, it's kingdom. Like my king is so minimized and just dumb and I'm operating in the flesh. But when we calibrate and seek Jesus first, he shows us that he's right. He's righteous. He's perfect. And he's going to take care of all of our needs and desires. That doesn't mean he's a genie, but he's perfect as a good father. He knows when and how and operate. And of course, we are active in action. But how we're active, that is the game changer. Only we really know that if we're seeking God first. We can fake it to everybody else because we can go through the motions and in our heart be harboring so much things. So we calibrate with the kingdom and uh, Jesus had many skeptics that try to get him uh, twisted. The, the political powers, the religious powers didn't like that he's threatening them. They come to him one day. What's going on? How are you going to handle money? How are you going to handle taxes? Mark chapter 12, uh, picking it up with verse 14. When they came, they said to him, teacher, we know you are truthful and don't care what anybody thinks. 
nor do you show partiality, but teach the way of God truthfully. So is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? Jesus, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, why are you testing me? Bring me a denarius to look at. They brought a coin whose image and inscription is on this, is this. He asked them, Caesar's, they replied. Jesus told them, give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Jesus is saying, hey, first, the kingdom, it is so much bigger. You wanna get me involved in these little, you're trying to trip me up. And what's interesting about that is the proper order, they're guilty. They got coins with images on them. This is idol worship. And the question is not whether look at this so-called king, but where are our idols? What are the things we're worshiping? What are we putting our hope and our trust in? Is it in a coin? Is it in a, a nation? Is it in a leader? Is it in a party? And this is not again, because some of us, we hear this and we're like, well, come on, man. We gotta be involved. We gotta be active, of course. But the king in the kingdom is supreme. It is everything. So number three, we can be for king, kingdom, and country. Someone's like, whew, I was just waiting for it. I didn't know if I could be for country. Yes, what in the world? Duh. <laughs> well, sometimes we don't have to apologize for every bad example. We just got to be the right example. And in city life is people that have served country at the highest level. You have Marine and then you have somebody who's questioning whether somebody should even have a military and you have those things and we're wrestling together and it is okay. It is not unbiblical to be patriotic. It is not. What is our example? I'm glad you asked. Cornelius. Cornelius is a centurion, a commander in the Italian, uh, Italian regiment of the Roman military. And in Acts 12, he gets this vision. He's going to go to Peter. He's going to visit Peter. Peter has a vision. Peter's going to preach the gospel to him. But there was a man in Caesarea named Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment. How is someone vested with the Roman empire and still now going to be used by God. Absolutely. God has no boundaries. He was a devout man and feared God along with his whole household. He did many charitable deeds for the Jewish people and always prayed to God. He had first, but he also was submitted to his country, to the rule and to the reign. And he's a soldier and he's carrying out the assignment. So it is possible. It's a tough one. It is possible to, as a soldier, be submitted and serve the will of God. But the cause that you're submitted to could be outside the will of God. It's possible for a soldier to be submitted to God under a cause that is outside the will of God. Causes and leaders, so there's institution and then there's individual. These type of things get separated. It is possible that America has roots founded on Christianity, but did not live out all those roots all the time. And we got to build bridges so people can have those conversations and see how they connect because both sides are either saying, yup, no, America's godly, it's this, that. Look, no, actually, I know who's really godly, the kingdom and the king, all right? And we hold that, we look a little higher. But yes, it's possible that they were referencing God. Who wouldn't want to reference God? He's epic. 
pick, you know what I mean? But that doesn't also mean it justifies everything that was done in the name of God. So there's both and. You don't have to discredit by crediting and talking about. There is everyone trying to res- just uh, belittle you and I to two ways, two sides. We're fighting for the middle at City Life. We are fighting for each other. We are fighting for the one and it don't matter. And that's what you're gonna see all the time. And all of us are gonna be uncomfortable, but it will comfort those who are uncom- who are dist- who are struggling and oppressed and dealing with so much junk. We're missing the main issue. There's people dying, y'all. There's people dying. We just had to send one of our aces to rehab. These are things that are going on all the time. So let's be on a local level what it's about. So we got highlights of our kingdom. There's accountability, of course. Number four, uh, we're getting ready to wrap up. I see the timer blinking at me. It's about to happen. Let's go. It's going to be good. We got a video in a minute. It's going to really kind of let our bones on fire. Um, Yeah, yeah. Number four, we are sent by the king to proclaim the good news of the king. And his kingdom is real. We are sent by the king to proclaim the good news of the king and his kingdom is real. I have a lot of opinions. I would love to tell you about them sometime. Maybe we'll get to hang out. I have a lot of songs I like, a lot of food I like, but there is only one message I pray that transfers to every person I meet and that's the good news of Jesus Christ. And the good news of Jesus Christ all the way back in Isaiah when it says, how beautiful the feet of those who bring the gospel and all the way fast forward in Romans, how beautiful the feet who bring the, the good news, the gospel. And why is that? Because off in a distance, they didn't have, they didn't have uh, DM, they didn't have email, they didn't have these things that you could just send to somebody. They would send a messenger that would have a message that would represent as a citizen of another place. And they would be running off in a distance and they could tell just by the feet and the way their feet were running, they could tell from a distance, is it good news or is it bad news? And sometimes people wanna, if you're rejecting the good news, hey, it's not my good news, it's Jesus's good news. If you're rejecting the gospel and the kingdom of God, hey, that's not my kingdom, it's God's kingdom, but, but you're rejecting the king and the kingdom. So when I tell one of our kids and I say, hey, go tell the other kid that, that they need to turn down the music or they need to go to bed. Now they can disrespect their brothers or they can disrespect their sister, but who are they really disrespecting? Their dad, because they were just merely a messenger. So when we reject the good news of what Jesus says, we're rejecting Jesus himself. We're rejecting the one who can only offer us life. The only one who conquered the grave. The only one that we're not buried six feet anymore, but we're resurrected one day forever. And we're not just accepting him because it's a highlight that I want to get into heaven. I'm accepting him because he's worth my supreme attention, my affections. And there's one king that deserves all my reverence. Jesus. Booyah. What news are we sharing? Share the good news. People can come back home. Let them taste and see that the Lord is good. We don't have it. If you watch Hot Ones, they do these hot wings challenges. And uh, everyone, when they get to this, this sauce, it's called the, the bomb. The bomb is, we did it. We did a challenge. We have video proof. When you get to bomb, the bomb, I've never had battery acid but I can only imagine that's what it tastes like. I mean, it's horrible. So some of us were like, God is good, God is good. And we give them a d- the bomb, right? I've given some people the bomb sauce. And they're like, Jesus, they're like, this is battery acid. You're so mean, you're hurtful. And let them taste and see that the Lord is good. It needs to be like Crystal's tacos made with love. Come on, somebody. One of the key ingredients, if you're allergic to peanut oil, I do not recommend this, but peanut oil in getting your shells from the Mexican store, that will, that'll take your taco game to the next level. You're thank, 
Uh, you're welcome. You can send me an email. Uh, I'll forward it to my wife, thanking her. So when I am going anywhere, I'm proclaiming the good news as an ambassador. Second Corinthians reminds me I'm an ambassador for Christ. 520, I'm an ambassador. An ambassador means I'm carrying um, as an official and I'm acting as a, a representative of a nation. So in our case, we're representatives of a kingdom. That I could go to Iran, I could have, I have dual citizenship. Hey, I'm an American citizen, um, but I'm also a citizen of heaven and I'm an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Some of us, we've all, we've all met a weird evangelist on the corner, but shout out to them. They're still my brothers and sisters. You know, and I, I've been that weird evangelist on the corner and it's like, hey, I'm an ambassador for Christ and God wants to tell you a message. And that God uses that stuff for the record. He uses it. Because I'll take somebody that's bold and fumbles through it than somebody who's cold and silent and hidden and, and, and uh, doesn't say anything. Not like either warm or cold. That's a good thing. But I'm saying like lukewarm, that type of cold, just like meh, average. Um, for time's sake, uh, go, go back and read Acts 10. See Cornelius' story, which is phenomenal, that, that centurion soldier who is fully submitted to, to his nation's regime. Uh, here's the gospel. He hears the good news and he repents in Acts 10. Peter preaches the good news to him and he repents and, 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 and he just literally finds forgiveness of sins. It's so cool. Forgiveness of sin. This means so much to me because I've been in a courtroom guilty. And when you're guilty, you're subject to the judge's sentencing. And they can sentence you to whatever extent they want. And in those moments, I have felt the privilege of what it's like to be a white dude because maybe they'll, they'll give me a different opportunity than they would somebody else. And, we, and I know that there's blanket statements and not all examples are true, but, but if you just look at the data that, that these things actually play out in courtrooms in different settings, but in those moments, people feel fear and based upon maybe their external skin or their certain situations, their circumstances, the time and the day of the sentencing, we are in that moment, so humbly surrendered to whatever the judge, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, da, 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 da. And you know, it's very intimidating before the king of the universe is going to be so intimidating. So when he's offering forgiveness from our sins and our guilt and no more shame, there's gonna be so much of a reverence and a praise. There's gonna be a hallelujah that this world can't contain. So when we're singing those songs and we're like, yeah, yeah, Jesus, 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 because we know the one who forgave us. And number five, highlight, the king has left the building alone long time ago. When's church going to start? Dude, it never left. And I, I know we miss each other. I know it's been six months, but my goodness, the children of Israel, the reason they wandered for 40 years is because they couldn't quit complaining. They missed the whole point. And I'm concerned that we'll be wandering for 40 years. I've been complaining in my heart, but God is like, man, be patient. See the end game. See where it's going. See, one day I'm making all things yeah. new. That's what I'm talking about. The king has left the building a long time ago. So people are looking at an institution, a building, or show for me lately, Christians, what have you done for me lately? The king already did it, and we don't need a building to confirm it. We use a building to build people as a vehicle. In Newsflash, the early church didn't even have the vehicle you and I have. We have this moment right here through technology. We have the Bible printed in perfect bound saddle stitch and all kinds of things in leather and that. They didn't have any of that. Scrolls and things were burnt and they're testing, they're hiding in caves. They're having to retreat from cities because their message was so threatening. Because if people believe the king was in charge, it would change everything. Everyone had to submit to the king.
I'll just, I'll skip to the end right here, a couple notes as we close. The, turn, the curtain was already torn when Jesus died, so now we're fully in. He, tell, he gives us authority in Matthew 28 um, to go and make disciples of all people across the world. So there's no more borders. Where's God's holy place? Um, you can take off your shoes anywhere you're at because God, God, God's, God's amazing. It's his world. And when you're there, holy place, you're the salt, you're the light. And we teach them people and we help them grow up. And, and then we remember God's always with us. That's the beauty of the gospel. That man is restored to God first to be with. Whatever we're looking for, it's in God. And then wherever we go, it's with God. Whatever we're looking for, it's in God. And wherever we go, it's with God. So our kingdom has come. And one day will be on full display because our kingdom came from our king. Not the iron, not the tools, not the castle, not the brick, not the mortar, not the weapons, not the nukes. It came when our king grabbed his crown and he did it riding in on a donkey to his own death. So that's how our king looks. And uh, what got fulfilled was Zechariah 14, 9. On that day, the Lord will become king over the whole earth. The Lord alone, his name alone. Can you picture the parade? When the king is fully on full display, when he comes back next time, we want, we want King Jesus, Lion Jesus. But King Jesus grabbed his throne as Lamb Jesus. We're going to sacrifice. We're going to have to be Lamb Jesus. Of course, there's lion moments, but more lamb moments than ever. Go low, hidden, love when no one's looking, forgive, pick up the phone, ask, wonder, cry, lament, weep with those who weep. These things, give when it hurts and do the work when no one's looking. We're not seen, but our father's seen, seeing everything. Picture the parade though, when he comes back and he destroys all darkness and Satan is cast out forever. He's purifying all things. He's making all things new, new heavens, new earth and everything. It's being reset. No more global warming, no more climate issues, no more sex trafficking, hunger, tension, outburst. None of it. The parade, the music, the king, the sounds, the royalty, the purple, streets gold. I mean, we wear it on our neck. God paves with it. We can't imagine the, the fragrances. Just no more shame, no more guilt. We've said this, when angels step in the room, if we fear, can you imagine when God steps in the room, the way we're gonna worship, because there's no more fear, just love. It'll, it'll be so loud. So this month, as we're politically journeying together, we're doing that with King Jesus, but ultimately it doesn't matter unless it's John 3.3. 3. I don't know where you're at, friend. I don't know where you're at with Jesus, but this is the best moment. I would lean into this moment because if we were to die today without Jesus, we'll have to face God in the only substitution for sin, the only payment for sin he sent was Jesus. Well, aren't all gods the same? No, all gods, gods are really different. There's some gods that people 
are science fiction writers that wrote about. There's some gods that 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 encourage you that cows are sacred. There's some, and that's not knocking. That's being that's reverence. There's some gods that say that God's final prophet went and killed and murdered in the name of and rampaged and pillaged because it took control and power. There's some gods, but there's only one God that stepped down off the mountain, came and found us when we were filthy and unworthy and sick and dead in sin, and that He gave His best and He clothed us with white royalty while He got whooped on the back and crushed for us. There's only one God that protected us, only one, and his name's Jesus. And he gives us this new gift of life that we could be born again. Somebody cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. John 3, 3, truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the message we're gonna carry. That people can be born again. Loving the city one life at a time. Life born again, true life. How is somebody born again? Believe that Jesus is the king. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. God, forgive me, you're the way. I wanna pray for somebody who wants to make that decision right here, right now. You've been running your life. You know, God's been calling you. You feel it. You know, something's real. You can't fully explain it all, but, but Jesus is beckoning you. It's his voice. He's calling you home. He's, at the, he's, he's, he's opened the door and he's just saying, walk in. The home's here. You got to the address. You got to the destination. You finally made it. Here you are. I've been carrying you the whole way. You thought it was you, but it was actually me. We think we're choosing God, but God chose us. He chose you. He's pursuing you in these moments. He's beckoning to your spirit saying, come back home. And we say, Jesus, I'm sorry, I'm home, forgive me. And it's instant. He forgives you, he cleans you, he throws a party. Yeah. If you said that today, like, God, I'm home, forgive me. And God makes you brand new instantly. You're born again. It's as simple as that. But then he says, hey, why don't you go public with it? Why don't you tell people what you're about? Tell people the kingdom you're in. And then you get baptized symbolically, the water coming up brand new, born again. We're, we're in the new womb of Christ, right? This new water experience, cleansed, brand new. Get baptized, come on. Some, fill out the connect card. Tell somebody you need to get baptized. We will get lead you in a form of baptism. We would love for you to get more plugged in here. You can't do this alone. Don't be a Lone Ranger Christian. We can't. We got to admit. In fact, in this season, I think all of us should come to the table. It's been hard. It's hurt. And I don't know all the answers. Let's help each other. Beautiful. Not like, hey, it's been hard. I'm hurt and I have a lot of answers and I want to tell you. Like, that, that's not, let's just come to the table together. And then we find out we pain together. We play together. And then we can pray together. Amen. Check this video out. There's a famous nursery rhyme that simply goes, Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall, and Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. And all the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Mr. Dumpty's world had become shattered, and he needed it fixed. But he didn't go to his friends or his family or even his church. He went to the White House. The king was sympathetic to Mr. Dumpty's dilemma, so he called a meeting of Congress. We know Congress got involved because all the king's men got involved. But the tragedy of the nursery rhyme is when it was all said and done, all the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty Dumpty back together again. It is unfortunate today that far too many believers 
are expecting the solutions to our problems to land on Air Force One. I'm taken to Joshua chapter 5. Joshua's doing reconnaissance around the walls of Jericho. He looks over and he sees the captain of another large army dressed in battle array. He wanted to know whose side are you on? Because if you're on our side, then we got help against Jericho. But if you're on their side, we've got double trouble. So before I go out here and make a fool of myself, whose side are you on? That's when the captain says to him, I think you are confused. I'm neither on your side, nor am I on their side. I'm captain of the Lord's army. I did not come to take sides. I come to take over. It's God does not ride the backs of donkeys or elephants. That if you're a Democrat, the best you can do is vote Democrat light, L-I-T-E. Or Republican light, L-I-T-E, because your job is to bring the either one, the L-I-G-H-T. Your job is to represent another king in another kingdom. You and I belong to another kingdom. Let's represent the king. King Jesus, <laughs> so good. Dr. Tony Evans rips that, rips it. Praise God. Uh, thanks for being a part of today. Don't do life alone. Get plugged into the dream team here. We would love, if you've ever wondered if you wanna be picked at recess to be a part of a team, God's picking you. Uh, it's his dream that we will be on his team and fully connected and immersed together. So we have what we call our community here, membership here, if you will, that everybody gets a jersey, everybody can play. It's called the Dream Team. You can sign up, citylifelansing.com. Come be a part of the Dream Team. I think that you, just your life will be forever changed and forever wrecked and, and we need you. Like, we can't do this alone too. And there's more people we can add and, and it's gonna take us all together showing what his kingdom looks like to this world and carrying that good news everywhere we go. And right now we, are making steps towards getting services back up at City Life and not having to shoot it in a studio. We're getting it back up to City Life and getting some spaces ready with paint, cleaning, and carpet and all of that. So if you're adventurous and you're, you're like, I would love to carve out some time and volunteer, why don't you put that in the Connect card as well? I, I, I wanna come for a few hours. You'll hear more about that in the weeks ahead. We'll be here next Sunday continue, continuing the series King Jesus for all races, in all faces, in all ages. You belong here. We're gonna keep loving the city one life at a time. And we're not gonna stop until he makes all things new. Have the best day of your lives, y'all. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.